Geekiverse, it's Bruner 1.0, and we are here with your Hell in a Cell reaction, review, analysis, decision-making, uh, criticism, uh, applause. There, there's going to be a lot. That's what I'm telling you. There's a lot going down. So let's just jump right into it. Um, a lot of these matches I was able to see fully. Some of them I was kind of like side-eyeing because I had to do work while watching. That's going to end soon. I'll be able to watch the whole thing, just sit in my butt, sipping a cool, cool drink of vitamin water or Kool-Aid or something because I'm straight edge and I don't drink or smoke or do any of that stuff. Uh, but anyway, because normally you'd say I'm going to drink a beer there or like an alcoholic beverage, but because I don't, okay, I'm not going to explain everything to you guys. You're just going to have to get some of these jokes. You got me? You got me? Here we go. Uh, the pay-per-view started with a Hell in a Cell match, and that's going to be my first criticism. How do you start a pay-per-view with one of the main events? You label this event as a triple main event. It's a lot of events. Um, <laughs> and you start it with a Hell in a Cell match? Here's the deal. It makes sense because you can't have three Hell in a Cell matches back-to-back-to-back at the very end of the show. The crowd would get tired. The crowd would be over it so fast. It just wouldn't work. But if you're going to label these all main events, uh, you can't start the show with a main event. Although, SmackDown just did it. What are you going to do, right? doesn't make sense. Not a fan of calling it a main event when it starts the show. They are spitting on the definition of main event in wrestling. That would be like saying, hey... We're going to get, uh, let's, a day to remember. They're actually going to open the show, and then we're going to get the local band to, to close the show. And then everyone would sit there and be like, what is wrong with you? That makes zero sense. Why would anyone stay for the, actually, that would actually be kind of funny if they did that. Because the local band here would probably get a decent reaction, and then they'd leave, but it'd be kind of cool to see the reaction afterwards. Anyway, because people would probably think, oh, a day to remember open the show? Who the heck is coming out next? Oh, it's the local band. <laughs> Yay! All right, see ya. Anyway, uh, Rusev and Roman Reigns started the pay-per-view. Uh, pretty solid match. Here's the deal. We all understood that Roman Reigns was not going to lose this match. Uh, so they... But they... They did a great job of making it look brutal. I thought the the spots were good. I thought the action was good. I thought Rusev Rusev is really uh, undervalued as far as selling moves. The dude is solid. I am a fan of Rusev being able to sell. The, my my I guess my big problem here is the they made Roman Reigns once again pull off the John Cena thing where. He gets beat to crap, and he still wins. He had, or Rusev had the accolade with the chain on the steps, and R- Roman Reigns still powered out, or got out, however you want to phrase it. Uh, so, I, you know, Rusev probably should have won right there, and it would have been totally believable. I'd be like, wow, I would have tapped out too. I'm a human, just like Roman Reigns. But instead, Roman Reigns kind of pulled the superhuman thing and just kind of... Uh, so, it was a solid match. They didn't use the cage as much as I thought they would, but I guess you can't use the cage right off the bat and uh, rip it apart when you've got two other Hell in a Cell matches. Uh, but it was a pretty solid match. Uh, Bailey versus Dana Brooke, solid. 
nothing terribly wrong. Usually I would criticize Dana Brooke for her wrestling. Uh, I thought it was pretty good, though. She didn't have any... Like I said, I was watching while working, so it's not like uh, I could pay attention closely and criticize every stinking move like I normally do because she's not that good in the ring and she needs a lot of work before she should have been brought up to the main roster. But what are you going to do? WWE does what they want. They don't listen to me, despite me calling and emailing every day. I'm kidding. I've never called or emailed. Except for that one time, I did apply for a job. I didn't get it. Anyway, good match. Bailey won with the Bailey to Bailey uh, suplex, uh, belly to belly suplex, whatever. Pretty solid match, though. Uh, I wish they would quit messing with Bailey's makeup, and this is a weird thing to be mad about as a male uh, wrestling fan. But she looked fine without all that gunk on her face. Don't put more gunk on her face. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, this girl looks really good without stuff on her face. Let's smear it all on. Let's just make her look like a you know. A China doll. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. So that was that. Good match. I don't know where this feud goes from here. Maybe Bailey gets a little fired up and says, I need to be involved in the main event picture. Who knows? Uh, what did we have after that? I think it was Enzo and Kaz versus the club. Uh, the best part of that show or that uh, match was the pre-show promo by Enzo and Kaz. Uh, I don't know what this feud is. I, I think it's just filler. I think they're just trying to give something for the club and Enzo and Cass to do while they wait to go for the uh, the tag team titles. It just wasn't that it wasn't that interesting to me. The match ended rather quickly, uh, and surprisingly, the club won because <laughs> I thought they'd put Enzo and Cass over and just keep burying the club. But uh, yeah, the club won. They beat Enzo and Cass, and that was that. The in- the uh, intro was cool. The promo was good. Match itself, not that great. But, I mean, what do you do when you start off with a pretty lit, I keep saying that word and I'm not sure what I know what it means, pretty lit Hell in a Cell match. Dana and Bailey were solid. Not fantastic, but solid. And then, you know, you probably don't have that much time if you're Enzo and Cass and uh, the club. So what do you do? You get the match over with when you're told, I guess, right? So... Not too much criticism, but at the same time, I, I was hoping for something more, anything that was interesting. Typical wrestling match. Guess I can't complain that much. Right? Right. All right, moving on. Uh, I believe it was Rollins and Owens next, which was very strange. I was not prepared for that in the slightest. But once again, you have three Hell in a Cell matches. Probably smart to sprinkle them in. You're probably going gonna to do one. At the beginning, one in the middle, one at the end. It's like telling a story. Uh, so I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. Uh, and this match was awesome. I loved every second of it. Uh, the spots were amazing. The fact that it was pretty brutal. They used tables. Uh, they used chairs. They used the cage to some extent. When uh, when Kevin Owens did the cannonball into the steel cage, the Hell in a Cell structure, whatever, Wow, that was awesome. I was expecting the thing to give away because Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens is a big dude. And he's front flipping into the freaking cage. That's nuts. Hashtag lit. Uh, <laughs> I'll quit saying that, I promise. Uh, so yeah, I thought that was amazing. I thought the match itself was amazing. The fact that Kevin Owens sprayed the ref 
with the uh, fire extinguisher, and I kind of was like, all right, this is where Jericho comes in. This is where Jericho comes in. Sure enough, Jericho comes running down. He gets into the cage. He shuts the cage. Took him a minute to lock it back up, but he finally got it done. So, you know, they, they had a plan for everything. They told a good story. They made it work. I guess my one – and the fact that Owens won with a powerbomb on two chairs after the whole back thing with uh, Seth Rollins was great. I loved it. It's a great way to make it brutal and make Owens look pretty darn strong, even though he had the help of Jericho. Um, I thought the match itself was awesome, but the ending was a little weird. I don't understand why Chris Jericho is giving the code breaker to Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins sold that amazing, by the way. I hate it when people just like bounce and then they're like flying in the air and then they just do this weird looking belly or side flop, whatever. You, you just got crushed in the face. You're, boom, sack of potatoes. You're down. And that's what Seth Rollins did. Maybe that's because all the energy he had left. Because that match was nuts. But that's what he did, and I loved the sell of it. I don't understand why Chris Jericho was doing that. Is it to prove that he's Kevin Owens' best friend? I don't need proof. You just came down and broke into Hell in the Cell, or snuck in. Um, so, yeah, I didn't get that. I, I don't know if Seth Rollins and Chris Jericho are going into a feud next. Because that would be stupid. Frankly, I've seen this match too many times now on Raw. I don't need to see it on a pay-per-view, especially with the Survivor Series coming up. Uh, so, eh, not my thing. Uh, but there was some talk on the new show, Raw Talk. Come on. Couldn't come up with any better stinking analogy. Raw Talk. Talking Smack is phenomenal. That is a great show name. Raw talk? Come on. Anyway, Roman Reigns was on there, and he was saying no one's going to Jericho me or whatever. So there's concern from me that Roman Reigns is going to, like, go for the U.S. title and the uh, Universal title and be the first to hold those two championships, and then him and Rollins are going to go into a feud. And uh, I don't know. I don't know who they push into the main event picture next is my, con- is my problem or concern or whatever because – Rollins just lost, and technically he lost clean. Yes, Chris Jericho helped out, but it wasn't illegal in the match because there's no disqualification. It's a tell and a sell. So I'm really worried about where they're going next with the Universal title. I'll just say that. Uh, after this, we had the Cruiserweight Championship match, TJ Perkins versus Brian Kendrick. Uh, probably the biggest downer of the night. Uh it just didn't, I don't know, it didn't work for me. They showed a pre-show promo where Brian Kendrick told Perkins, hey, I need you to let me win. It's like, all right, well, that's dumb. He's not going to let you win, you moron. You stupid idiot. <laughs> but uh, there was a spot where Brian Kendrick landed on his knee, and then he was like, oh, my knee, my knee hurts, oh, no. And Perkins, being the good guy, came over and helped him up. He was like, listen, I'm not trying to hurt you. I just, you know, I'm trying to win. It's competition. And then Brian Kendrick put him in the bully choke or the pirate's hook or whatever they're calling it now. And boom, Brian Kendrick is your new world cruiserweight champion of the world. I said world too many times. World. It's fine. Uh, Perkins just got that title a couple months ago. I don't think it was time to take it off him just yet, to be honest. But 
I kind of understand it. You know, they've got a good storyline here. They're starting to build something. Brian Kendrick was on Raw Talk or Talking Raw or whatever the heck it's called. And uh, he was saying, you know, I'm the champion. I, I'm, I'm untouchable. This company can't get rid of me now. I've got their title. And he's, it, you know, that's kind of a CM Punk mentality. When Punk had the title, he just walked away with it and put it in his fridge. Brian Kendrick's obviously not going to do the same thing. It's, it's a storyline. It's not real life like it was for him. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, yeah. So you get what I'm saying. I don't know. Uh, this Perkins, Perkins obviously gets his rematch. Is that going to carry us to Survivor Series? And then what? Uh, they're going to finally push some of these other cruiserweights who all have losses at this point. I don't know. I would love to see Rich Swan go for that title or Cedric Alexander. I'm a big fan of those two. I could watch those guys wrestle day in and day out. They are phenomenal. I hope uh, I hope they get some more cruiserweights involved in the title picture because right now the other guys are just out there doing flips and they're like, hey, cool, look at us, we do flips. And that's nothing against them, but WWE just hasn't pushed them right. So uh, hopefully this means Perkins will get his rematch and then we'll move on from that rivalry because it's not, it's not Sami Zayn and Owens where there's such a personal uh, vendetta that I'm inspired to watch it every single time. There's a personal vendetta, but they haven't really like let me in on the backstory too much. So, eh, it is what it is. Weird ending. Wasn't a fan of it. Probably the worst match of the night, and it was still pretty solid. So there you go. That's how the pay-per-view went. Uh, Cesaro and Sheamus versus The New Day. New Day had a great uh, in-ring promo beforehand. I thought that was phenomenal. They were talking about Gronk, and they were pandering to the crowd a little bit. And uh, the crowd started chanting 69 because Gronkowski got 69 touchdowns today, and he's a child and thinks those jokes are funny. What are you going to do, right? (laughs) So uh, the match itself was pretty phenomenal. I was surprised they had Xavier Woods wrestle instead of Kofi, but, you know, uh, it turns out that was all part of the plan because... Cesaro had Xavier Woods in the sharpshooter. It looked like Xavier was going to tap. Sheamus was pulling Big E out. Sheamus is like, no, you're not going to get him. We're going to tap. We're winning these titles. And then Kofi hit the Trouble in Paradise. Or, yeah, yeah, Trouble in Paradise. I thought I was going to say SOS, but it's Trouble in Paradise. Uh, (laughs) He hit the kick, the spinning kick thing on Sheamus, and that was the match. So your winners by DQ, Sheamus and Cesaro. Ah, I don't I don't like it. It's a heel move. You're making the New Day look like heels. Are they heels? Are they faces? Is this to slowly turn them heel and maybe they'll break up? I don't know. Uh, but, you know, Xavier Woods is cheering the fact that he just won by DQ. That's a heel move. You kick someone in the face to keep your titles. It's very... It's very bad guy-esque. I don't... So, I don't know. It was very weird unless they're trying to make Sheamus... Unless they're trying to make Sheamus and Cesaro... Good guys, in a weird way. Cesaro, everyone already loves Cesaro, so that's not a problem. But Sheamus is obviously, Sheamus, Sheamus. Anyway, I don't know. I didn't get it. I didn't like it. Uh, the, the wrestling itself was good, so that's why I'm not saying it's worse than the Cruiserweight title because they had more time, they let it breathe a little bit, and then they just kicked him in the face and called it a DQ. So wrestling itself was good. The, uh, the outcome was meh. Finally. Your women's championship match between Raw and Becky Lynch. Between Raw and Becky Lynch? (laughs) Wow. For the Raw women's title is what I was trying to get to. Charlotte and Becky Lynch. Hey, not Becky Lynch. Sasha Banks. Whoa, Austin. 
Bruner 1.0. You are crazy. Okay, here we go. Reset. I'm not even going to edit that out. We're just going to keep it in there. Reset. Whoop. Poo. Charlotte, the challenger. Sasha Banks, the champion. Raw women's title. First time ever. Hell in a cell. There you go. That's how you build it, kid. You rookie. All right, here we go. Uh, okay. For a first ever women's Hell in a Cell match, it was amazing. It was hashtag lit, as I keep trying to make happen. It was just so good. They used the cage. They used chairs. They used uh, tables. They used everything under the sun to make that match amazing. Uh, They broke tables, kind of. (laughs) They used chairs in demonic ways. And they did amazing spots with the cage. I thought it was just a phenomenal match. I could not be more proud of the WWE and Sasha Banks and Charlotte. Not that my pride uh, should, you know, inspire those two wrestlers. But, you know, as a fan, I am so glad that they allowed these guys to wrestle in the cell and do some hardcore things. Uh, the only downside for me was uh, the one spot where Sh- uh, Sasha Banks kicked Charlotte on the table and the table just haphazardly broke. It wasn't even like a crunch. It just broke. It was weird. Um, so that was kind of unfortunate. I wanted her to like break the thing in half. You, but you, you know, you can't get everything you want. Uh, and then when at the very end, Charlotte was tossing Sasha on the table, and I don't know if she was trying to get it to break, but she rolled up it and then rolled back down. So, uh, uh, I didn't want her to roll back down. Like, you thud it on the table, and it sounded brutal, but don't, like, roll down and set up the spot. Like, I either want the table to break, which was, you know, ideal for me because I'm, you know, a moronic wrestling fan. I wanted the table to just splinter and break in half but she's such a light girl she's tiny that the table just took her pressure and boom stayed intact um and i didn't want Sh- uh, sasha to like roll back down and just like sell it like stay there have charlotte come get you and just brutally end you you know what i mean Uh, That being said, because the air was kind of out of the stadium after that, the building, the garden, whatever, because they were at the TD Garden in Boston, Sasha's hometown. The the ending was meh. But that being said, these guys, these two women, these two wrestlers phenomenally put that match together. It was A+. I don't care about the ending. I don't care about any of that. My criticism is just because I'm trying to find time to fill this stupid podcast. Phenomenal match. That pay-per-view was amazing. Um, if I had to give it a grade, overall, I'd say, like, B+, plus, A-. Minus. I'll even be generous and give it the A-, minus because Raw has been such crap lately. But that ma- the, every single match was pretty darn good. The Hell in a Cell, Reigns, and Rusev, good, even though it didn't end how it probably should have. Uh, New Day and Cesaro and Sheamus, solid wrestling, just weird ending. Uh, the Hell in a Cell, Owens and Rollins, amazing. Enzo and Cass and the club, meh. Cruiserweight, good wrestling, but meh. Uh, even the pre-show with the uh, three-on-three cruiserweight tag team, pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. Didn't watch all of it, but I saw some good spots. I'm trying to think what else happened here. Uh, Bailey and Dana Brooke, usually terrible. 
pretty solid this time. <laughs> Usually unwatchable. So uh, I thought there might be more matches, but understandably, because of the Hell in a Cell and how much time they gave each of those matches, they, they didn't try and fit in too much, which was great. They didn't have any throwaway segments, which was great. I thought this was a solid pay-per-view from top to bottom. Um, so A-, minus. I'm, I'm going to be generous. Hell in a Cell 2016 in the books, and I'm giving it an A-. minus. The world is ending, folks. The world is ending. Uh, so that's your podcast for today. Uh, we have tons and tons of new content on our SoundCloud, our iTunes, our podcast, the Geekiverse podcast. There's tons of stuff. If you like The Walking Dead, Bruner 2.0, who I do not appreciate as a human being. <laughs> I'm so kidding. I love Trevor. Uh, <laughs> now I feel bad. Trevor hosts a Walking Red podcast, and it's fantastic. You got to check it out. Uh, we've got Geeks Talk Game. We've got Jim Pressions going up again. There's another one soon, I'm told. Uh, there's tons of stuff. Follow us on iTunes. Subscribe. Get all the stuff on your phone. And listen to it when you drive to work. Listen to it when you're, uh, you know, in the shower. Listen to it when you're in the bathroom, you know, doing a number one or a number two. I don't judge. Uh, listen to it while you're at work because you're not working. You're screwing around like I am. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, there's tons of stuff going on there at thegeekiverse.com. Tons of articles going up. Titanfall 2 just went live just a few minutes ago. I, uh, I checked my phone and it gave me a little email like, this thing went live. Uh, so definitely check that out. The merch store, all the prices are updated. There's new merch. There's tons of new stuff developing there. Check out the merch store. And when you go to thegeekiverse.com, click on our Amazon link. Buy the crap you're already buying, and it gives us a small kickback. We appreciate you. We love you. We are the Geekiverse. This was Geeks Talk Wrestling. I'm Bruner 1.0, and I'm out.